Nothing like good Christian music, amen? Thank the Lord for the songs that uh, have been written through the years and have such a message. And I appreciate that so much here this morning again. And uh, all the songs we sing this morning again, I just uh, always, I believe, I believe it's a great thing to be in the song service, amen? And uh, to get this music, there ought to be, there's a song in our hearts when you're saved, amen? So thank the Lord. Christian love this morning. Let's ask God to help us now. Father, thank you again. For the opportunity to bring the message, Lord, something you laid on my heart this week, and uh, now I'm just going to deliver it. Father, I've prayed, I've studied. Lord, we need you to move amongst us. We're glad, glad today to know your presence is with us. You made a promise to us. And Father, we're glad you're here. We pray that we might be mindful of that fact and that you would move amongst every person in this room, that you'd walk each pew, touch each heart. Lord, help us to learn a truth that probably we all know but oftentimes not followed so father help us now in jesus name we pray amen the book of first john is quite a a wonderful book we have studied this in my sunday school class and uh uh, we we find that that john wrote here to uh what he called in chapter number two you don't need to turn back to it in chapter number two and verse number one he was writing to what he called my little children uh, the apostle looked at other Christians and people that have been saved through their ministries there as their children and as somebody they needed that needed help. Uh, it talked about in chapter 3, verses one and, t- or 1 and 2, it talks about the sons of God. And those are people that have been saved. So what we're talking about here this morning is saved people. Now, if you're here and you're not sure of salvation, you need to be saved. I'm telling you right off the bat. You need to know the Lord. Say, aren't you glad you're saved? You know, you can go back probably that time. Hopefully you can go back to that time when you trusted Christ. And uh, uh, I, I, I was talking to a man, uh, Brother McCurry, and uh, he is in charge of uh, uh, Gospel Track Echo, Echoes, I think is what it's called, Gospel Track Echoes. That was Paul Levine's ministry many years ago, and, and uh, he died, and now Brother McCurry has it. And, and uh, by the way, Brother McCurry will be with us next, I think, next September, next October, uh, August, something like that, and you'll enjoy him. But... Uh, uh, they they still have that radio broadcast on the radio, and uh, but uh, that uh, brother brother Paul Levine was the man who was preaching the night that I got saved, and I'm and and I'm glad that uh, somebody cared enough that uh, he uh, gave the gospel. And so if you're here this morning, I, I'm going to give an invitation at the end for you to be saved. And uh, I, I'm going to pray. I pray this too. I pray God convict the person who doesn't know for sure they're going to heaven. You know, I, 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 this may sound mean, but I hope you're uncomfortable till the invitation if you're not saved. That you say, you know what, I just got to get saved. Now, I'll tell you right now, maybe we ought to have an invitation right now. You know, if you're not sure you're saved, why don't you bow your head and ask the Lord to come in your heart and save you? But I, I understand many of you, if not most of you, are, and, and I hope every one of you know the Lord is your Savior, but there's something to the Christian life. And what we find, I believe, in this this portion of Scripture is is about that love. Now, I count myself as a fighting fundamentalist. I believe in fighting, amen? And uh, I, most Baptists are. We just don't know what to fight about. We fight each other, but there, I think there's supposed to be a fight in us because we fight the devil. And uh, we fight that, which is, you know, there's a battle that goes on in our lives all the time because when we got saved, we still have the old nature, and there's a battle that's going on, and that's why God said put on the whole armor of God. But something that we miss sometimes is that love. 
I don't preach love all the time. I'll preach on heaven. I'll preach on hell. I'll preach. I try to preach a balanced messages there. But when I think about love there, I think about the greatest love ever known was the love that God gave of his only begotten son. To think that, you know, I, I've used an illustration before when my son was little. We go soul winning. And I tell someone, I said, you know what? You think about this. God gave his son for you to die for you. And I would look at, I would tell him, I said, this is my son. And I said, sir, you've not made me mad. I don't have anything against you. But honestly, if you told me, give me your son's heart, cut his heart out, let me have it. I need a transplant. I'm sorry, I could not do that. I love my son that much. You think the father loved the son? And yet what happens? He gave his son for us. Think about it. The greatest love ever known was when God gave his only begotten son. John says, 15, 13 says, Greater love hath no man this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. And that's what Jesus did. And I think about that great love, that, that love that God has given to us. And, and I think about it, the Bible says in Romans chapter 5, verse number 5, And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. So that love that God had for us before we were saved is a love that God sheds abroad in our own hearts. And if you look there and look at 1 John chapter 2, you're there in 1 John. Look at chapter number 2 and go down to verse number 8. And the Bible says here, it says again, A new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past and the true light now shineth. Now, wait a minute. What true light? The darkness is past. We were in darkness before we got saved. And now what happens? The, the, when light comes, it's no longer dark. Aren't you glad for that? You know, you go into a building. You come home. A lot of times, you know, on Wednesday nights before we leave, my wife will say, will you turn the light on? And I'll turn the light by there so when we come in, you can see where you're walking. And, uh, you know, we live out there in the woods. We don't have any pole lights or anything like that. So it gets dark out there. And it's so nice to have that light because if you don't have the light, it's darkness. Thank the Lord for the light of Jesus Christ. It's been shed abroad in our hearts. And so at that, that comes at the end that the darkness goes away when we've trusted Christ as our Savior. And now it's manifested in us as a new believer. And this love that we have from God is something the world does not have. You know, you wonder, why is our world so mean and rotten? They don't have the love of God. You know, you look and say, why is everybody shooting each other? You know, here we were. We were 100, about 165 Baptists up there on the mountain shooting guns. We didn't shoot at each other. Now, after, after that first rain, I had the turkey shoot, and the backing all fell apart. And so I did ask for some volunteers to hold the targets up. But no one would do it. But, you know, we, we're up there. We didn't shoot each other. People say, well, these guns are killing everybody. No, it's those people are killing everybody. We proved something this week that, you know what, to have a gun doesn't mean you're going to kill somebody. And, and you say, well, why didn't you? For the life of me, I don't know. A few of them needed it. But, uh, no, I, you know why? You love people. You love folks. And you say, why everybody? Oh, if they would just give it all the guns, they wouldn't be having all this killing. No, they still would kill because there's a problem when man does not have love. And man ha does not have love when he does not have the Lord. You see, that's what makes the difference. Boy, I wish Washington would go to church. Would open their Bibles up and read what the Word of God says. But the love of God causes a child of God to love things that the world does not love. We're talking today, and when we talk about this love, about a spiritual realm here. 
I want to give you five things. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to preach this five things twice because you're slow. I'm going to preach it twice because I'm going to come at it from a different angle here in a moment. So when I get to the fifth thing, you'll know I'm pretty much halfway through. And then when I get to, half, get to the last, when I say this is the last thing for the first part, you'll know we'll go again on it. So I'm not sure when we're done. As you know, we don't have a clock back there. I have one on my arm, but who cares what time it is. But I'm not long-winded, am I? All right. Brother Coral? Yes. But I love him anyhow, amen? You say, why is he so long and you're so short? He's so much smarter than me. It don't take me long to give you what I have. It takes him long because he's got really big brain and he just gets it all that stuff. But anyways, the five things we find here in the Word of God that love helps us to do or causes us to do. First thing is 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 this, and and, and understand the uh, well. Let me let me just give it to you here. What what does what does the love of God help us to do? Number one, it helps us to love God. The love of God helps us to love God because he's the source of love. You know, I, I believe everybody ought to love God. You say, preacher, give me a reason, sunshine, water. There's a lot of little things there, isn't there? Air to breathe. You know, people, 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 you know God could cut the air off just like that. But thank the Lord for John Kerry that's out there trying to save it for us. You know, there's a God in heaven taking care of everything, isn't he? Yes, all the air, the sunlight, sunshine. I mean, every day God blesses us, gives us a... I mean, just to think how God made the human body. It's amazing we stay around as long as we do. You think about it. I mean, all this stuff, you think about it. Back there when God made man, was there pizza? Was there one pound elk burgers? No, there wasn't any of that stuff. There wasn't donuts or anything like that. And here we put all that stuff in our body, and yet we still live as long as we do. Do you think about it? God gives us life. And, and, and God takes care of us. And he watches over us. And I think, you know what? God, God loves us so much. And, and what we're able to do, we're able to love him. Why? 1 John 4.20 said, is, is if, you, if you're still there in 1 John chapter 4, verse number 20, he said, if, if a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he's a liar. Well, let's see, did I have the right verse here? Yes, I do. Yes, I didn't put my glasses back on. But yeah, it says, if a man... If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he's a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? You say, preacher, why is it that people of this world do not love? Because they've not seen the Lord. You say, preacher, have you seen him? Not with my eyes, but I've seen him in the word of God. And I'm glad that the Spirit of God came to live with me. The conviction came for me to be saved, and I trusted Christ. I see my eyes have been opened up. I mean, I was, you know, when I got the cataract off this eye right here, I was so happy. I wasn't happy the first day. And she says, okay, you know, well, the patch is on for that first day there, and then that second day they took it off, and, and I went home, and things were kind of blurry and stuff was floating around. Seth and Lisa came over, and I went to sit down at the table to have well, none of your business was I was about to eat, and uh, it wasn't real healthy, but I, I, went to, I went to sit down. When I sat down like this, something went right across my eye. It was like I went blind all of a sudden. I could see faintly. I put my hand down, and I just, I didn't move. I said, I can't see. I can't see. And then I sat up, and it went back. I don't know what it was. It must have been something in my head rolling around. When I put my head down, it rolled up front. I don't know. But I, 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 I looked out, and now I can see so well out of this eye. Now, this eye, everything's blurry. 
And so if I put my glasses on, this eye works, but this eye doesn't. You see the problem I'm having? I'm a problem child, amen. And so, uh, I, but, but I'll be honest with you, when they took the cataract off, when I decide before I look at things and I, I, and I look through my scope and my turkey gun and it has a circle with a dot, I had three circles like this, you know, in a row and I had three dots and I had all this and I was such a mess. And I told my wife, even driving, I'm looking at signs, there's double signs and I can't read what it says. And I told her, I said, I'm not going anywhere. We're not traveling anywhere. I can't see, honey. But thank the Lord that doctor got in there and I'm not going to try to go in to tell you what she did, but she did this. She took that cataract out and put a, put a, put a, a, a plastic lens in. I think they had them on sale at Walmart and she put that plastic lens in there and you know what's healed up and now I was I was almost blind but now I see because of what God was able to do I see now the truth you know some of you said well preacher how do I look now you remember what I told many of you I don't want to tell you because I don't want to hurt your feelings <laughs> amen you say what about what you saw in the in the mirror none of your business move on to point 10 number two all right but the love of God. Number two is the love for the word of God. You know, the world doesn't have any love for the Bible. They don't. They won't read it. They won't come to hear it, even being preached. You know, how many, how many tracts and how many invitations we've given to people to come to church? Boo goodles. You say, what's that? Whole lot. Thousands and thousands of tracts have been left at doors. Thousands and thousands over the years knock on doors and talk to people. Thank the Lord. You say, well, then why do we do it? That family right back there is one of the reasons why we do it. And some of the rest of you in here, some of, some of the others too. It was because someone came to your house because they gave you a track, an invitation. Thank the Lord for the invitation God's given us, and we get it through the word of God. But there's a lot of people, that they, 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 don't, they, don't, uh, they don't even come to hear the preaching of God's word. You see, the world doesn't love the Bible. I understand that. That doesn't surprise me. Number three, moving along here, love for the local church. There's no love. The world doesn't love the local church. The world doesn't love God. The, Lord, the, the world doesn't love the word of God. And the world doesn't love the local church. You know, it, you know what's sad is seeing. It's, it's kind of sad like this. You know, church uptown here, it's a coffee shop now. And I don't have against coffee shops. Coffee shops, fine, that's fine. You know what's sad? It used to be a church. About breaks your heart when you go by. And I mean, I'm not against the people there. I hear they're really nice people. I'm not saying anything bad about it. You know, and get some good coffee, that's fine. But it's sad that the church has been closed and been different things, and now it's a coffee house. I don't know what it was back yonder, but it's a sad thing. Many churches closed down because people don't care about it anymore. The world doesn't care. The world's ready to have Sunday as another Saturday. That's the way the world is. You know, how many times I talk to people out sewing and say, do you go to church somewhere? Oh, yeah, 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 we, yeah, we go to church. Usually if they got a lot of yeah, 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 they're, they're, they're thinking as they're talking. And I always ask him, oh, really? I said, what church you go to? The other week, I had one said, uh, I, go to, I, I go to that one up there. <laughs> well, it was like, thank the Lord there's one on my block. <laughs> and think about it. If it's on his block and he goes there, you think maybe he might know the name of it? I said, 
What kind of church is it? What's the name of the church? Oh, I, I, I know it, but I just can't think of it right now. I'm, think, I'm looking at this guy. He is not having a senior attack. You know what it is? He hadn't been in church much. You know why? The lost don't care about church, do they? I think how sad it is. It doesn't surprise me. But there's no love for the local church. Number four, the love of the children of God. The world doesn't have a love for the children of God. The world has, has no love for God's people. Uh, you know what? Sometimes the world likes us. You know, I was thinking, uh, uh, you know, people, I was talking to Don Pierce. I've known him for a long time, and he was saying he used to work at, you, don't, you still work at Lowe's? No, you don't. You, you don't work. Well, I was surprised to hear he even worked at all. But, uh, but he, he worked at worked at Lowe's, and uh, uh, and and he was, he, you know, he got to be known as the the praying, the praying man. It, someone would say about a problem, and he would take a piece of paper out and say, "What's your name? Give me your first name. I want to pray for you." And 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 you, and you know, I, I thought, you know, what what would cause something like that? You love people. You know, when some, um, who was it? I just talked to this week here, and I said about, we, oh, Brother Corner. Brother Corner's a preacher in, in uh, he's in Pennsylvania. I'm not sure where he's at now, but uh, he, he, he has uh, um, colon cancer and stage three colon cancer. And uh, he was there, and uh, I, I told him, I said, uh, I saw his name in the paper back there, and I told him, I said, Brother, I said, we've been praying for you. I have been. I've been praying for him. I met him several times. First time I preached out there, he came up to me afterwards and thanked me for the message. And, and uh, you know, you never forget those who thank you for their message. So I know of two people I never forget. And, uh, but I, he preached, he, I preached, and, and he came up and talked to me. And I remember I told him, I said, I said, Brother, we've been praying for you. He says, you don't know what that means to me. He said, because I know this. If somebody's praying, they took time for me. Isn't that something? I never thought about it, but it does. When you pray for someone, it takes time. You know why the world doesn't pray? It takes their time away from the fun things they're doing. So the world, what happens? You know, and what you say? Well, what would make you pray for someone because you love somebody? Have you ever prayed for your children before because you love them? You prayed for your spouse before because you love them. But the world doesn't love the child of God. They may like us. They may even respect us. They may not even know. You know, I've been out soul winning, and people, people they, you know, ask them, if you die today, you know, go to heaven. Well, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Could I tell you? Well, I'm really busy right now. And then I start walking away, and they go, I really appreciate what you're trying to do. I'm trying to tell you how to be saved. They may like us. They don't love us. I understand that. Jesus came unto his own, and his own received him not. Also, the world doesn't love the lost. The world has no love for drunks and addicts and murderers and thieves. Oh, they say they do. I believe a lot of the programs in America today are nothing more than programs to make money for other people. The politicians are in it to try to get more money. I'll tell you what, what there needs to be. Let me tell you, it, it's, I understand there's sometimes you need counsel, but I'll tell you, you know what counsel you need is the gospel. People say, well, I just need some, you know, get some help from the Lord. The Lord will set you free. You know, the world, and you know, the, the AA, whatever it is, not, not, not the thing you have that comes and tows your car. That's, what's that one? 
triple A. I'm talking about the other A, all right? Andy the other day said, I have AAA, and I thought, I didn't know he was an alcoholic. But, uh, 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 you know, uh, the, the, the Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, they say, let me tell you something. The answer's not in just being accountable to somebody else unless you're talking about accountable to him. But it's never going to change a person until you get your heart changed, and that comes by trusting Christ as your Savior. So the world doesn't get it. The world doesn't have a love for the lost. We look and we say, and, and you know, people say, well, you know, they, they're in California. Boy, they love those homeless people. If you love them, you'd help them. Not help them, in, help them to stay homeless. Find help, real help for them, and the real help is the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, well, we can't do it. It's a, it's a government doing it. Let me tell you something. Our govern, government was based upon this blessed book that they closed up. They won't even go back to it. And so there are five things I just gave you. That means we're about pretty well halfway through. But the other one has five points, too. Isn't that nice? But there's like ten points under each one after that. But uh, I'm just kidding with you. Only five more things I want to share with you. So those are things that we understand. That's the way the world is. That doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me the world doesn't have love for God. The Bible, they don't have love for the Word of God. They don't have love for the church. They don't have love for the children of God. They don't have love for the lost people. They can care less really about them. Oh, they give their little things, but they're saying, hey, we want to help. We love these people. Give us money to help us. And what they do, they pad their coffers and buy their million-dollar homes. Remember they were talking about the Black Lives Matter? You see what those people did with all that money? They were trying to help people. They weren't trying to help people. They were trying to pad their wallets. Many programs are like that today. What could happen if there was real love? So the world is that way. We understand that. That doesn't surprise us. But let me go back through those five things as a Christian. You say, well, preacher, it's all the opposite. But I think sometimes we Christians act like the world. Yes, we do. You know, the fact of the matter is, well, I won't get to that right now. I'll get to it in a moment. Get ahead of myself here. But just let me go through these things again. The first one was the love of God, love for God. You know, saying you love somebody doesn't necessarily mean you love them. Right? You know, many a man has said, well, honey, you know I love you, and they're out there playing around with some other woman. If you love your wife, you're not going to run around with some other woman. Amen. You see. You see, sometimes saying I love you is cheap. Words are just cheap sometimes. Now, you say, preacher, we shouldn't say it. No, we ought to say it, but it ought to be something real. You know, we as Christians, we're, a lot of times we say, I love you, brother. I love you, sister. I love you. But the question would be, do we act like the world that does not love? Because just saying I love you does not mean that I really do love you. God knows whether I love you or not. I think our words ought to be true. When I say, brother, I love you, that comes from my heart, not just words to try to pacify your ears. That means this, I really do. You know, I think sometimes we just act like the world. I mean, we're different. We've been saved. Understand, we don't lose our salvation. Praise the Lord for that. We don't lose our salvation. But the thing is that us just saying that we love God does not necessarily mean that we love God. Sometimes I think we're just fond of God. Sometimes we just like God. Go to chapter number 21 of the book of John. The gospel of John, chapter number 21. You know the story there. 
Remember the disciples went back and they decided they're going to go fishing instead of serving God anymore. The Bible says in verse number 15, So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, there it is, Lovest thou me more than these? And he saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. That's interesting. The word, the word love here is several different meanings for the word love. Some is I'm fond of you. And the Lord was looking for, do you have that deep love for me? Look what he said, verse 16. He saith to him again, the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than, uh, uh, lovest thou, uh, let, me, let me see, what my, my eye's not working right there. What did I say, verse 16? Yeah, and he saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith to him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? He said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, saith unto him Feed my sheep. You know, the different words there are like different degrees of love. You know, if you say to someone, I like you, doesn't necessarily mean you love them, does it? I like you. Well, good. But to say I love, or to say I'm fond of you, doesn't necessarily mean love. You know, the world may be fond of things, and I think really, you know what, the world loves some things. I think the world, in a sense, can love each other the best they can, but nobody can love like a Christian can love because they have the one who is love. But the love of God. The Lord was saying, Peter, do you love me? And I think sometimes we're like Peter saying, Lord, I love you. But the Lord said, then feed my sheep, feed my lambs. It was like Peter saying, Lord, you know, you know, I love you. I love you. I love you. Okay, what's, what's the big deal? And the Lord kept asking him because he said, I want, I think the Lord was saying this. I want to know that you really, really, really love me. You ask the average lost person today, do you love God? They go, oh, yeah, I love God. And they don't really love him. But I'm sad to say this. There's probably a lot of Christians, too, that say they love God and they don't really love him. They're fond of him. He's their fire escape. He, he's the one that, he's their Walmart when they need something. A love for God. I think the Lord, we need to stop and think, are we acting like the lost world? I know the world doesn't love God, but the question would be, do we love God more than these? What keeps us out of church? Something we love more. The second one was the love for the Word of God. The world doesn't have any love for it, but let me ask you this. How much love do you have for the Word of God this morning? I believe everybody in this room has a Bible. I'm not necessarily sure you have it with you. I'm not too, I don't quite understand this sometimes. I know what happens. I mean, there's mistakes that happen sometimes and we get busy. But you know what? I, I, I don't understand why we just don't take a Bible with us to church. I take a gun every time I go hunting. Every time I go on fishing, you know what I took? Fishing pole. I mean, I've taken my gun before and sometimes forgot the bullets. 
But you know, you know, you know what you need. And, and, and the thing is, guys, you know this. The, the weeks before, and especially the night before we go hunting for deer season, what do you do? You check and make sure you have everything ready to go. And we take church so flippantly. We take the word of God as it's like it's, it's not important. This book can keep us from sin. Or sin will keep us from this book. A love for the word of God. Many Christians have Bibles that seem to wear out on the outside. But the inside is not war. I used to go to auctions. I always saw it was neat to find old Bibles. And I look and I see this old Bible, big old family Bible. And I mean, it is so rough on the outside. And I bid, and usually it only went for a couple dollars. Because people, who cares about a Bible? But I thought it was pretty neat. And I got several of them. You know what always bothered me? I'd opened that old cover up. It's fallen apart. And the pages were pristine. They never got read. Let me tell you something. There's more to the Bible than the cover. You know, I don't like getting a new Bible. Because I'm afraid pre- people will see the preacher's Bible and think he must never read it. You know. And so I keep putting it on. My Bible's starting to fall apart. But don't, 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 get, don't give me a new Bible. It'll sit on the shelf. I'm going to use this until the pages. When I walk down that aisle to come here and preach, and there's pages all down the aisle, then I'll get a new Bible. I may have to look for Revelation in the, where Genesis is at because I had to stick that in there. I don't know. But I, 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 I like this. But here's the thing. Our Bibles ought to wear out. It ought to show some use. Well, preacher, I love that old King James Bible. I've got, I got this when I got baptized at seven years old, and you're 65 now. It ought to look like it's been used. Amen. We say we love the Word of God, but we don't wear it out. What's important about it is what's between the covers of it. The world doesn't get into the Bible. The world doesn't read it. I've had before people say this. I said, well, can I, sh- I got a Bible with me. Can I show you how you can know for sure you're going to heaven? And they'll say this. We have a Bible here somewhere. <laughs> we have a Bible around here somewhere. I would say they haven't used it in a while. Hey, wait a minute now. When was the last time you used your Bible? You say, well, I have it here. Praise the Lord. But where was it all week long? Well, it was somewhere. It's like what the world says. The word of God. But sometimes we act like the lost people. We understand. I, I, I mean, I'm not surprised when our, when our government officials say, well, no, 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 we're not going to, we're going to help these kids trans themselves, you know. We're going we're gonna to abort babies. And, and, and you, know, you wonder, where in the world they get their ideas? Hello, they didn't get it from the word of God. If they had the word of God, they would not talk about those things. Bible says, Psalm 119, verse 97, Oh, how love I thy law. It is my meditation all the day. The word of God. The third thing in our second group of things is a love for the local church. A love for the local church. You know, how can you tell the world doesn't love the church? Empty. Empty. It'll go. 
you go by. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't believe like the Mennonites believe. You know what I have to give it to them? Rain or snow or sunshine or heat. They climb up in that buggy with one horsepower. And they go on Sunday morning. Yeah, they do. I'm like, you know, I watch those kids. They're out there in their bicycles. Ride that bicycle. I mean, it's not like flat roads. I'm talking they're going up these hills and down. And I, and I watch them and it's pouring rain. And every time I go by and go, nah, 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 I'm a Baptist. <laughs> I drive by and I think, man, they, they, they and, and, and then when it's snowing, you're looking, you get out on the road and everybody, I'm afraid you couldn't go to church because it was, yeah, you'll hear people say, I just didn't come because it's raining. Like, you know what? They have umbrellas and I know this too. We do not melt. Right? I mean, if you melt, I mean, think about it. This is how I can prove it. Take a shower. Now, if you went down the train, you melt. Don't melt. We, you know, we just look for all kinds of you know, Why the church doesn't mean much anymore to people. The world says, oh, we're not coming. It's too hot. It's too cold. I watch them. I, I go out on my road, and I look, and it's all snow-covered. I'm thinking, well, is anybody going to show up today? And I look, and there's bicycle tracks in the snow. And Mennonite kids are out there, and then all of a sudden I see a horse. I see the steam coming out of his nose as he's bringing that buggy down the road. And you know what? I don't believe what they believe, but I, I have to say this. They believe going to church on Sunday morning is important. Oh, if it would just come to Baptist folks today. Sometimes we act like the world. The world says, oh, we can't go. We're going camping. I'm not against camping. I know many folks have campers. That's fine. But I, I love this. I love when folks go camping. They still go to church on Sunday. That's fine. The local church. We act like the world. The world doesn't support the local church. The world says, all right, but, you know, well, you know, our membership's down there at the church, the first post-Episcopopian one, and we're going to send our, our money down there. So, honey, write a check out for 10 bucks. You know, my Bible tells me a tithe. Now, if you have a problem with that, you know, y'all have smartphones. Go figure it out. You know, see what your income is, that 10%, you'll find out what a tithe is. The world says, oh, I'm not doing that. But I'll tell you what, they'll go down to the bar and they'll spend all kinds of money. They'll go to Wendy's and smell, smell more. <laughs> they'll go to Wendy's and spend more than they would put in the, in the offering plate. You know, the offerings ought to go up all the time because Wendy's is always going up. Love for the church is saying, I'm going to support it. I'm going to be there. Sometimes people just want to use the church. You've seen this happen all these years. See someone run into hard times and get in church. Oh, brother, I'm going through this awful times. You know, I'm thankful they come running to the church. But here's the thing. The same thing that will help you get out of the problems will help you keep out of the problems. Many times the church is just used. You know, preacher, pray for me. I want to pray for you. I'm going to pray that God help you and give you healing or give you, give you that job that you need, but I'm also going to pray that God would get you in church. Sometimes you see what happens. Folks would come to church and while they're having some problems and all of a sudden the problems are over and they quit going to church. You know, if everybody who came to church kept coming to church, we would begin a building program. But other things became more important. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we better be careful. We better wake up and understand we've got something. We better, we better understand how important it is to us. The world, they don't see any importance. So that's why those churches close down. That's why uh, preachers, you know why a lot of churches that used to have Sunday night and Wednesday night services don't have them anymore? This is what the preacher said, because nobody comes. I'm saying this, if nobody comes, she's coming. You say, how do you know she's coming? Because I have rope. <laughs> she's coming. But I know her well enough, she'll come and she'll sit there and she'll look at me and she'll smile at me and afterwards she'll say, that was a wonderful sermon and then my next sermon has to be online to get her right. The world doesn't love church. God's people ought to. Amen. Yeah, people say, did you hear about that store? It's closing down. What are we going to do? You know, when the grocery store up here closed down, people were like, what are we going to do? You know, isn't it amazing? We get so worried about a store closing down, but we're not worried about a church staying open. Churches stay open because people give and people come. Amen. That's why. People say, well, God, I'll go to church if you'll make things better. And then things get better, and all of a sudden they forget God. Say, thank you, God, very much. I'll see you next time I have a problem. You see, when you love the church, you're in good company. The Bible says this, Ephesians 5.25, husbands, love your wives. <laughs> I'm telling you, some of you men need a backbone. Let me try it again. I'll give you another chance. Get that deep voice going. Ready? <clears throat> Ready? Husbands, love your wives. That was a little better. Ladies, some of you are in trouble. Here's the second part. Even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Well, preacher, I love the church, but, you know, I just only so much. And then fourthly, Say, preacher, you're spending more time on this one than the other five. I know. Because I'm dealing with a lot of safe folks this morning. That we sometimes act like the world. The fourth one was this. Remember that one? Love for the children of God. We know what the world thinks about saved people. They call us all kinds of names. And in fact, what do they do today? They say, well, you know what you guys do? You hate people. Yeah. That's why we go out and we knock on doors and we talk to people about the Lord and we invite them to church. Thousands and thousands of, of tracts have been given out, pamphlets have been given out, invitations given out because we hate people. No, we love people. I hate sin, but I love people. That's why everybody comes to church ought to be welcome in church. Amen. Well, you know who that person is? Well, let's just get your life and let's open up the book on your life. Hmm? Yeah, but you know what they did a long time ago? Let's open up a long time ago in your book. You know what? We all love folks. But you know what we do sometimes in churches? I don't like them. Well, you know what? Good. Because you should love them. Amen. Well, I love everybody in the church. And then all of a sudden they park in your spot. Hmm? You know, I've been parking there for so many years. Well, that's my, you see that oil spot? That is my oil spot. We all 
love folks. Anybody ever have a bad day? Some of you are saying right now, preacher, if you don't move on, I'm about to have one. <laughs> we have bad days sometimes. You come in a little grumpy and grumpy. You know? I saw Gary walk in this morning. He wasn't grumpy or grumpy. His wife's away, so he's really happy today. <laughs> you walk, will she be back here next week? Everybody look at him next week when he comes in and see how he looks, all right? <laughs> but you know, sometimes we have bad days. And sometimes someone comes in and they may walk in and say, well, they didn't even look at me. They didn't even speak to me. I mean, understand, sometimes people's minds are somewhere else. But folks understand, we're to love God's people. We're to love the church. We're to love God's children. The question would be for us this morning, do we love God's people? Sometimes we don't act like Christians, we act like the world. You know, folks today, they, they, someone makes them mad, and they won't speak to them. They get the nose-in-the-air syndrome. <laughs> oh, they're so-and-so. Oh, I think about this. I heard, I heard one time uh, some, some gospel guys singing this. Say, may the bird of paradise fly up their nose. Amen. You say, that's a terrible thing to say. Then don't stick your nose in the air like that. We ought, to, we ought to be friendly. We ought to be kind. We ought to love God's people, the children of God. You know, sometimes what we do, we say, well, you know, I, I love everybody. Yeah, you, you love your husband or your wife, your kids. You love all, all the family right there, but you know everybody else, it's not so much. God says we're to love each other. We're to love brothers and sisters. Amen. How many are saved? Sorry to wake up. All right, good. Everybody got their hands up. Thank the Lord you know you're saved. You know what that means? We're brothers and sisters. <laughs> you're, I'm in your family. <laughs> you're stuck with me. I'm stuck with you, too. We're family, aren't we? You know what we ought to do? We ought to love each other. You say, well, let me tell you something, preacher. There's some of my family I don't agree with. Well, some of my family I don't agree with either. But I love them. I am not going to say, well, I hate them. I don't like them anymore. Man, let me tell you something. You ought to love them. You know, sometimes our kids aren't good, but you still love them. Why do you still love them? Because you love them love each other no matter what happens because we have God's love. Amen. We've got to quit being the hypocrites. We ought to be thanking the Lord for the people in the church instead of running them down and doing everything but loving them. You say, but preacher, you know, sometimes there's folks in the church don't do what they ought to do. Well, i tell you what. You know what? Everybody just raised their hand in a moment ago would have to raise their hand on this. Because we all don't do always what we should do. Sometimes we don't behave well. Sometimes we really goof up. Have you ever opened your mouth and said the wrong thing? Husbands? No. Sometimes we stick our foot in our mouth. We say something we should say. And you know what? It rubs someone the wrong way. It happens sometimes. And I found this out. You could never take those words back. But if they love you, they'll still love you. And you'll want to be forgiven, and you'll still love them. That's the way it's supposed to be in the church. Hello. Amen. 
You know, I understand at the job site, man, everybody, I hate that guy, I hate that guy, he has this job, I have that job, and I, I, I understand that stuff, but in the church, it ought not be that way. Thank the Lord for the love of the children of God. Sometimes we get, we have that love, and then I'm afraid Christians sometimes have that little love button that just pushes it off. I loved you, but then you made me mad. I loved you, but then you did this. That's not the way it ought to be. I'm glad God doesn't turn his love off and on on us. Amen. And then the last thing is this, love the lost, and I'll be done. The world doesn't love the sinner. They won't witness to them or help them. Never had someone that was lost come and try to tell me how to be saved. But you know what? Had very few saved people ever come to my door. In fact, I tell you what, I think I've only had one person all my life that knocked on my door to try to tell me how to be saved. It was when I was in college. And they went to the same college I went to. Came and knocked on my door and asked, you know what, the world doesn't care about lost people. When was the last time you witnessed to somebody? When was the last time you handed that tract to someone and said, hey, you need to read this, find out how to go to heaven? You see, the world will not tell anyone how to be saved. The question would be, when was the last time we told someone how to be saved? So five things I've given you here today, five things we know the world doesn't do, but then five things sometimes the Christian is acting like the world. If we're not of the world, let's decide this. Let's not act like the world. Let's act like who we are, for we represent the Lord Jesus Christ. We ought to take inventory of our life this morning on these five things that we've talked about and see that we really have true Christian love. Christian love doesn't mean we are okay with all kinds of sin. But Christian love says love the sinner. Christian love is love each other, love the church, love the word of God, love the people of God, love the lost. How is your life when it comes to love this morning? If you're here, you're not sure you're saved. God loves you and wants to save you. You say, preacher, I just don't love people. Maybe you ought to check and see, have you really been saved? Do you have the one who is love? Because I believe we can love folks if we have that love of God. Amen. Father, thank you for this time again this morning. I pray you bless what's been said. Help us respond as we should. May we take inventory of our own lives this morning. Well, our heads bowed, our eyes closed this morning. Maybe you're here. You say, preacher, you know, you said about that at the beginning, about being saved, and I'm just not sure of it, not positive that I'm saved. You know, I've kind of acted like I am, and I've raised my hand before that I am, and just a few moments ago I did raise my hand, but I'm not sure of it. Preacher, I need to be saved today. Would you slip your hand up, anyone this morning? Preacher, that's me. I don't know, but I'd like to settle it once and for all. Christian this morning, hey, acting like a lost person? He said, Preacher, I'm saved. I got my name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Well, praise the Lord. You know what, Peter and them, remember the Lord came to him and said, Peter, lovest thou me? You know what Peter was doing? He was back to the old life of fishing. He was saying, you know, we're just not going to serve the Lord anymore while he just died, and, and, and that's, that's the end of it there. We're just going to go on. But you know what? The Lord came there and said, you love me, Peter? Peter said, Lord, I love you. But the Lord quest, kept questioning him, make it go deep in his heart. Peter, do you really love me? Let me ask you this. Lovest thou him? More than these. Feed my sheep, he said. Feed my lambs. How much do you love the Lord today?
Maybe this invitation time, if you're not saved, come and let us know. We'll show you in the Bible how to be saved. Maybe God's spoken your heart about this and that love. Maybe there's something you have this thing against some other Christian. Man, get that thing right. Maybe it is, you know what, I'm just fond of others. Why not come to the place saying, God, give me that love. May I love others. May I love the church. May I love the word of God. May I love the lost. Father, bless the invitation now. I pray your will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.